Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at makermompodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Maker Mom podcast. Uh, First of all, I would like to say welcome to Amanda Garrett, who joined uh, at the end of last week, the Maker Mom podcast tribe on Patreon. Uh, So thank you very much and welcome. And uh, I look forward to getting to know more about you as part of the tribe. And if you guys want to be part of the tribe, just remember, go on over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com forward slash maker mom podcast and you can become a member of the tribe as well uh i believe we will have our next online meetup soon in the next week or two as long as i can get that date dialed in and i will share that information on instagram and in the next podcast episode also last week i forgot to throw a big shout out and thank you to my friend rob beeland who helped write the new jingle that you hear at the start and end of the show so thank you very much rob i really appreciate the work you put in on that new jingle all right so for today's episode we have alicia jackson uh, she is a wife, a mom, an engineer, a maker. She has a five-year-old uh, son and another one on the way, uh, really on the way, about four weeks from when this episode releases. So a big congratulations to her and her husband and her son for the soon-to-be new arrival to their family. Um, I really enjoyed talking with Alicia. She had a lot of good insight, I think, about, um, you know, being a mom with littles and balancing a full-time job, side hustle, mom of littles, wife, uh, managing it all, and uh, some good inspiration found here. So with no further ado, I am going to let you guys get to this episode. So, Alicia, if you could just start with giving a brief introduction um, on yourself, you know, including like what types of things you like to make and a little bit about your family life. Yeah, so I am married uh, and I have a little boy. He's five. And then we have one on the way due in five weeks. And I the things that I build uh, mostly have to do with my home. So almost all of it has to do with my home furniture, um, feature walls. Uh, I did a feature ceiling recently, which was a lot of fun. Um, but I just love putting character and personalization and customization in my home. So, um, and I got started, let's see when my husband and I first got married. So that would have been seven years ago, about seven years ago. Uh, we were living in a duplex and 
there was a basement to the duplex. It was a finished basement and it was, it was a really nice space and we were going to have a party and he wanted a bar. So <laughs> we looked up the, the bar prices and they were crazy expensive. So we decided that we would make one. So I don't know what made me think I could make it. Honestly, <laughs> I was, I'm so, I'm an engineer, civil structural engineer um, by degree. And that's what I was doing at the time I was designing. And I guess it was that background that's helped me feel confident about uh, designing structures, just like the small furniture structures. Um, so I, I went for it. I designed it and uh, I was scared of the saw at the time. <laughs> I'd never used one before. So I had my dad cut all the wood um, and then my brother and I, we stayed up all night and we built the bar and it turned out amazing. And I've been building ever since. I don't know if you know, Anna White. Have oh yeah. Her? yeah. Yeah. She's pretty awesome, but she, that's really how I learned about, um, the common structure of furniture. And then it's like kind of built off of that. And, um, made some changes, made all of the, my designs more, um, more, uh, like me, I guess I would say I put some, some of my personality into it, but she's definitely, she was hugely influential on how I got started and how I got confident, uh, with building furniture and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I feel like for, especially for a lot of maker moms, that's definitely the case. I don't uh, know then um, last weekend was workbench con and yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Anna White and Jen Woodhouse were there um, and they did the kind of the closing uh, presentation. Um, so oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. They're both, um, both really influential, I think in this space. She's definitely a, a pioneer, I would say. Um, all right. So, Alicia, I'm going to have you go way back for a moment um, and talk about what was your childhood like? You know, where did you grow up? Um, what things were you interested in as a kid? Yeah. So I grew up in, um, in the suburbs of St. Louis. And I, you know, I, I was always very interested in the arts and working with my hands. So I was on the dance team. Um, and I, I, I was into art. Um, I've always been into like creating like illustration and, uh, digital design, 3d design. And I used to make a lot of stuff out of paper and cardboard. And that's what's funny is because I never connected those dots before, but if I think about it, like the things for my room that I wanted and, um, and I just, I used to make it out of cardboard <laughs> and paper and, and, and cloth. Um, but I've always been interested in making things. I've always loved design. It's always been my thing. Uh, my, now my parents, while growing up, they kind of dipped in and out of flipping houses. So I'd say I've always had that influence of creating something or, or even just making something better because we would, my, I have two younger brothers, my brothers and I, we would be 
in the house and we'd be helping them with stuff. And my brother's always helped more than I did. I, I just don't think that, I think since I was a girl, <laughs> it never really dawned on anybody that I might be interested in holding this saw. And it really never dawned on, not, uh, never occurred to me either until, you know, seven years ago. But I, I'd say I always had that influence. And my brothers, they build now. So I, I'd say the three of us have always kind of had that influence. I think, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, I'd say, I mean, I guess my opinion, you're probably correct a little bit because you're a girl. It just wasn't necessarily thought of if you would have that interest. Um, what do your parents think now, now that you're a maker? Yeah, so they are crazy supportive. I mean, I just, I couldn't have more supportive parents. It's pretty awesome. So I'm really thankful for that. And my mom, you know, she's funny. She still makes fun of me because I get tools for my birthday and Christmas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's like, you're the weirdest girl ever. It's funny because like my birthday, it was actually, it just passed. And I just wanted this uh, Ryobi um, saw and it would, they went and got it for me. I mean, they're just, whatever I need, they're there for me and they help me out. And I really appreciate it. It's just funny because I don't think it was expected from anyone that this is the path that I would take. Yeah, but I mean, that's great. And yes, tools for uh, birthdays and Christmas is like a must, I think, if you're a maker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So you got started making seven years ago um, with that bar um, and you're doing things around the home. Now, have, is this a business for you as well? Or is this just like a, uh, I guess, a hobby for right now? Yeah, it's definitely, I have business aspirations. This is what I want to be doing full-time for sure. Uh, as of right now, I still have a full-time job. So I'm, I'm not in that position, but that's where I'm going. Definitely. All right. So right now you're doing the side hustle work. I can... 1000% appreciate that because that is what I do as well. Um, so are you still then working full-time as an engineer? Yes. I, yes, I am. All right. Um, so how do you kind of uh, manage that, I guess? You know, you're, you've got the full-time job. You've got the side hustle making uh, one kiddo, another on the way, wife, how are, how are you managing all of that? <laughs> not, not always well, but <laughs> the, you know, what I've found is that is consistency and really just not trying to be perfect all the time. So I think that at first it was very stressful because I wanted to be the perfect mom and perfect wife and build perfect furniture and be a perfect employee. And I'm just, you know, I got to a point to where as long as I am just enjoying the moments and enjoying what I'm doing, then there's so much less stress of, am I doing it perfectly? So 
you know, there, I'll be honest, when I build, I I'm so into my project that the whole rest of the world fades away. So the housework slacks a little, and maybe I'm not making dinner every single night. And, you know, um, my mind is probably not on my, my, um, my full-time job as much as it should be. And, you know, then I'll take it once that project is done, then I can go back and I can focus and I can, you know, spend a lot of time with my, with my family and, you know, make some dinner. So it's just really, it's just going back and forth, trying to balance everything, not always perfectly, but, um, consistently. So even, uh, with my, with my job, I am, I work from home. So, I can take a lunch break and take an hour to sand something down or to get something painted or, you know, I can get up super early before my son gets up and get some wood cut or prepared and, you know, take advantage of nap times on the weekends, things like that. But I try to not be so engrossed in my projects that my family feels neglected and, um, you know, sometimes if, if things don't get done by a certain time, then that's okay. Cause you know, I, there was something else that was more important at the time. So just feeling it out, I think too, just kind of feeling in the moment, even though this is what I had scheduled for today, maybe this doesn't feel like what I'm supposed to be doing right now. That's helped a lot too. Yeah. I think, I think it's important to, um, stay in the moment um and not try to think of like not to should yourself to death right like you should be doing this or you should be doing that um because that's just too much pressure for anybody to have on them yeah that's a really good way to put it not to should yourself to oh, death right yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah um i mean and that's that's definitely something i personally struggle with too um, constantly feeling like I'm not quite getting enough done. Um, you know, but if you can, if you can manage to take that step back and then just regroup and be like, no, like you said, make sure you're enjoying what you're doing at the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know, my husband is, is really involved with all of the projects that I do. He's, incredibly creative so he has these great ideas and you know that kind of gets him excited and on board for the project so that helps too and then you know having my son help with the parts that he can help with so then it was kind of involving my family and my work and that definitely helps with the balance yeah that's that's great um and plus it can uh you know pass on certain skills and stuff especially to your kiddos Mm-hmm. Um, so with your aspirations of kind of, you know, turning this into a business, uh, do you know, like what kind of route you want to go? Are you looking at like DIY blogging or, uh, content creation in general, or are you wanting to be like, nope, I'm going to like design my own furniture line. What, what are your aspirations there? Yeah, actually a combination of that. So I really want to focus on teaching through video. So I have a YouTube channel that I, um, I record my projects and so that anyone could go on there and see exactly how I did, uh, what I built. So I really want to focus on empowering 
other people to build. And then at some point I'd love to have a furniture line and a, um, a TV show. <laughs> and I mean, there's so many different things that I would love to do all centered around inspiring people and empowering them um, to be creative and, and make those creative visions come to life. That's, that's awesome. And um, I have no doubt that you will definitely get there. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So you mentioned with that bar, like you were still a little bit scared of the saw. So you had your dad uh, <laughs> cut it, which, you know, I think that's actually pretty common. Um, so how long did it take you to work up to working with that saw? Um, so I enjoyed it so much that I ended up borrowing his jigsaw and I bought one of those miter saw kits, the kind with the yellow box and the hand saw. <laughs> and so I started there. And then I think from, from that point, I was doing this project and my dad was like, well, you need a miter saw. <laughs> I was like, well, what's a miter saw? So we went and bought one and then I learned how to use a miter saw, which got me confident enough to use the circular saw. And then I moved on to the table, to the table saw. And so I think it was just like one step at a time, just gaining confidence um, over time and just getting better. What do you think was like one of the, maybe the biggest things that helped you gain confidence uh, with tools. Cause I, I really feel strongly that when somebody feels like, you know, they can't do it or maybe they've never tried it before that really all they're lacking is the confidence to try it mm -hmm. um, versus a skill, especially mm -hmm. with woodworking tools. Like, I mean, yes, there's, clearly safety issues, especially with power tools that you need to be aware of. But once you're aware of them, most of the tools are fairly, I, I think, self-explanatory um, or rather easy to learn. But it's that, that internal confidence, I think, that holds people back. Mm -hmm, I agree. I really feel like starting small is the key. So maybe making something like a serving tray could build confidence to making a small table, which would build, you know, your confidence to making a larger table. And just, you know, you just keep going on and on and you learn one skill at a time. Like um, I only recently started to do drawers. I just wasn't confident enough in my skill to build drawers. And the first drawer that I built was not great. <laughs> But I learned from it and, and try and I tried again. And I think that's the big thing too, is not to expect perfection. Um, because ha making those mistakes is such a great way to learn. And if you have um, like a stick to itness where you just keep trying, you're going to get better. There's just, there's no doubt you're gonna get better. And then as those things get better you gain more confidence and then eventually you start to wow yourself. Like, wow, I built that. <laughs> and then that's when you start to feel like, okay, well, well, what can't I do? Well, nothing. There's nothing you can't do. You just have to do one, one step at a time, one piece at a time. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I have found that there's lots and lots of like engineers who do like woodworking as a hobby 
right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's because uh, especially engineers are inherently like to solve problems. And yeah. um, even I would say probably even some of the like master uh, fine woodworkers, I would be willing to bet money that still with every project, something goes wrong. Um, just because I think that's really what woodworking is about is your tenacity to overcome whatever went wrong <laughs> with your project. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I mean, it never goes as planned, right? And Not once ever. <laughs> no, no, never goes as planned. But I, like you said, I mean, you still, as long as you have that, you know, tenacity, that stick to itness, um, and you can look at it and go, okay, well, here's my problem. How do I solve it? Um, mm-hmm. Even though it might not come out perfect, you'll probably still really love how it comes out. Um, yes. Because you, cause especially because you know the struggle it took to get there. Um, yes. And anybody else, you know, anybody who doesn't um, uh, do woodworking or, or making of any kind, they're going to look at it and they will never see whatever flaw is there ever. They'll never see it. Um, and so I think, yeah. yeah. We tend to be our own worst critics. Oh, yes. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And as part of the creative process, I don't know if you um, saw yesterday, I made a, a post on Maker Mom podcast on Instagram about, um, I reposted uh, the creative process. And I think like number steps, number three or four, it's like you work your way through it. And it's like, well, this is a brilliant idea. Then you start to make it. And, and I, at least, you know, I thought, well, maybe I'm the only one who does this, but there's every point, there's a point in every project where I hate that project. And I think this is crap. It looks like crap. Um, but then I always feel like, okay, now I know I'm on the right path. Because if I've gotten to that point, I know that uh, by the end of it, I will think this is a good project. Uh, Yes. You know? (laughs) But yeah. As long as you stick to it, because I'd say that quitting in the middle is probably what what aids to losing confidence. Because if 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 you quit when you when you hit a problem and you don't push through, then you're you know, you start to tell yourself, Well, I can't do this. Even if it doesn't come out perfectly, pushing through past that point of of um, of having a potential flaw or you know or or something just not looking or turning out the way that you wanted it to, pushing past that, I think that's where you really gain confidence. I absolutely agree, um, and sometimes you know, it may not be quitting, but sometimes what you need to do is, is set that project just aside. Let yourself, oh, yeah, for sure. let yourself think through it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I've had a few projects like that where it's like, okay, I'm at a point and I'm stuck and I'm going to finish it, but I can't finish it right now. Yes. Um, you know, maybe you that need to happening. get more skills and then come back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So what's your favorite, like, go-to tool in the shop? Ooh, my miter saw, for sure. Yeah, I use that for as much as I possibly can. It's a sliding compound miter saw, so I think I can get up to 12 inches on that, and it's, it's my favorite. 
it's for sure my favorite. And then the the impact driver because I'm terrible. Like I just want it, I want things I'm so excited for them to be done and I I can be lazy with pilot holes. <laughs> just give me the Oh the no. Yeah, I I hear that. <laughs> I hear that absolutely. Both miter saw, like I don't even have a table saw. And you're not supposed to do, you know, rip cuts on a miter saw, but I do on occasion. I do too. Um, <laughs> If it works, it works. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't get an impact driver until actually I got one last year at last year's workbench con. And, oh, cool. and I was just like, where has this tool been all of my life? Like, yes. I mean, it just makes, and especially like I tend to use the um, Craig jig um, self tapping screws. And so that combined mm -hmm. with the impact driver, it's like, voila, everything's connected in like 30 seconds and I'm done. Yes. <laughs> oh, the tools, they make it so much easier. It's, yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love it. Um, okay. So what tool do you have that's like on your list that you really want to learn how to use, but you don't have yet? Ooh, a router. Definitely a router. I've seen what it can do. Never even held one before. <laughs> and I, they're, they're pretty expensive. The ones that I've seen that I, that I'm interested in and there's things they need at first, but that's on my list. I, I'm sure I'll have one by the end of this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I recently, so I've had like a router and like a brand new router table for seven years that I did not touch because it was like that was one of my things like I didn't have the confidence to use it and yeah. I was scared of it but my planer broke on me a couple weeks ago and I had a sh I have a show today actually and so I was like all right I have to get like these slabs planed I have no option and I can't afford a new planer so I was like all right now I have to like bite the bullet and I made the router sled and used it, you know, to, to plane the slabs and get them flat. And I'm like, why did I wait so long again? <laughs> like, I mean, now I, I know it's going to become like one of my more go-to tools because it is so versatile, you know, you can do so much with them. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what I've, I've seen. I'm going to have to do some more research and look up some more YouTube videos, but that's definitely the next tool on my list. Yes. Um, all right. So I have to ask because you're five weeks away from a due date. Um, mm -hmm. Do you know, is it another boy, a girl? Do you know? It's a yet? boy. Okay. A boy. Okay. <laughs> all right. So um, what's, I mean, have you started thinking about, okay, so we have baby on the way, uh, you know, how much time do you think you're going to take away from making and all that good stuff? Yeah. So, um, I, I've decided to not make anything, um, until my husband, at least until my husband goes back to work. Um, so that's about three and a half weeks um, after the due date. Um, but I just don't think I'll be able to stay away. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna, I need, I know I need to rest. Like I need to, to 
you know, get to know this new person in our family and get used to being a mom of two and, you know, heal from the delivery and all that. So I, I, I'm going to have to have someone just ban me from the garage because I will keep pushing. And, and, um, like, for example, we, we have, uh, I built a fireplace in our living room and our living room ceiling height is 12 foot and it goes all the way to the ceiling. So I'm pregnant and I like my family had to ban me from the ladder from climbing the ladder because I just want to, I really, I just want to be so hands on and I love it. I can't stay away, but, um, April 2nd is my due date. So the, so most of the month of April, I plan to take a break. Yeah. Um, so I have two kiddos and just friendly, um, advice definitely take time a because you're going to be exhausted and exhaustion Mm -hmm. and tools are not power tools are not a good so um but you know i felt like making actually helped a lot uh for me personally after baby number two was Mm. born um just because I really ended up kind of having, I don't want to say like an identity crisis, but it definitely Mm -hmm. became more like, okay, I need to remind myself that I'm more than a wife, more than a mom, specifically Mm -hmm. more than just a mom. Like, and for me, making is one of those ways where it's like, I connect with just me as my own individual person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely there to be a tool. Just make sure you're not doing it when you've only had like you know, two hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. Great advice. I don't want to, I don't want to be posting an update on Alicia and saying, well, she only has nine fingers now. So right. <laughs> um, so what's your favorite part about being a maker, a woodworker? Yeah, so I I probably have two answers to that. The the my favorite part is just getting to be in my zone. So when I'm making things, usually I'm um, home alone or or you know my son's sleep. But I just plug in my earphones. I'm either like listening to an audiobook or listening to whatever music I'm feeling at the time. Um, I've actually had projects where the whole project, there was just one album I was listening to. So I'll look at that project and I'll, I'll, I'll remember back or I'll hear the song. And I think, okay, I heard that about 30 times while I was making this one project. So there's like a, an association, but just getting just to be like, I feel connected. Like, and when I, when, when what I'm imagining is actually being created. Like that is the best feeling. It's almost like, it's like probably the most spiritual I feel is how something in my mind can create, can be created and something I can touch. So that's the, and that was the second part is it's just getting to just create from my mind. There's anything I can think of, you know, anything I can imagine can be real so yeah that's a it's a great feeling it it is a great feeling and yeah I think that 
it's such a fun process too, just taking it from, mm -hmm. okay, what I see in my mind, you know, working it out to, and then it's that finished final product. So I have to ask, since you brought it up, what, uh, what kind of tunes do you jam to when you're making? Oh, I listen to a lot of different stuff. Like, um, gosh, I, I listen to, so my playlists are more by mood than by person. Mm -hmm. um, like I'll have an electronic playlist or I'll have a rap playlist or I'll have more of a, like a, a moody kind of playlist. Um, and then I'll switch it up and, and like, I like a lot of Rex life. I like Drake. Um, I just, just, I just a lot of music of different kinds of music that I like. Nothing's really, really out. Mm -hmm. um, out of the question. And I really like audiobooks too. I love to learn. So I'll just keep getting audiobooks. And that's my time when I can zone in and, you know, pick up knowledge while I'm creating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done that too, where, in, um, like, I've listened to quite a few business uh, audiobooks that way. Um, ones around like content creation and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Or, or similarly, like podcasts about that type of thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Jenna Kutcher's podcast. Um, I really like Seth Godin as an author. There's just a ton of stuff that I'll listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So what's your favorite part about being a mom? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I would say getting to shape like another person, like having, being able to, um, have that influence and, and teach him and help create like another human, because I mean, I believe a lot in nature, but I also believe a lot in nurture. And I think that what he sees, you know, with me and my husband and what we teach him, what we try to instill in him, it, we are cre we are helping to create a person. I just that's an amazing experience. Yes, it is. Um, is there anything like what are you looking forward to most as you're anticipating number two? Uh, the return of my energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cannot do the things that I, I I've, I've slowly as time has gone on and as my belly has gotten bigger, mm -hmm. I, my, my stamina has decreased. I just, um, I can't build for as long. My back starts to hurt and I don't want to overdo it and, you know, hurt myself at all, but I can't wait until I have my energy back. And <laughs> so I haven't been in the gym either. I usually am pretty consistent in the gym, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I haven't been since I've been pregnant. So that tends to give me a lot of energy too. So just getting back to, to doing the things that I love and, and being me, um, you know, sharing my body with a, with a growing person is it's an incredible experience. It really is. It's a miracle. And also it's hard on the body and you know, it, it, it does take a toll on it my does. life and the yep. things that I'm used to doing. So just getting back to, to being me and then, you know, getting to meet this new person and, you know, having our family, um, be expanded. I'm excited. 
excited to meet him. Is Big Brother excited? Yeah, he's going to be a really good <laughs> Big Brother. He's um, he's very much a rule follower. So, you know, his biggest fear is, well, what if the baby comes to my room and I don't want him to? <laughs> <laughs> and what if the baby gets my little toys? And mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's really cute, his perspective <laughs> on... Um, and it's his baby, so he. Yep. Does, that's how he refers it. When's my baby coming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, so absolutely it's, adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our son was um, just a little over two and a half when our daughter was born, and so um, at that moment in time, he was really big into the Cars movies and the Planes oh, movies. Yeah. And so he really wanted, well, A, he was a little bit upset that he was getting a baby sister instead of a baby brother. But <laughs> but he really wanted to name her either um, Lightning McQueen or Dusty Hopper. <laughs> That's really what he wanted her name to be. <laughs> yeah. That's too cute. Um, yeah. And now he's five and a half and, and she's three and now all he says is she's really annoying. And I said, well, yeah, that's oh. what siblings are supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so have you felt like you have had to uh, face any challenges uh, being a maker and woodworker in a, in a traditionally male dominated field? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, um, even in engineering, which is incredibly male dominated as well. I I say I've been dealing with that since college, you know, sitting in, in classes and being one of two women, um, and feeling that same way, like when I go to a hardware store and people assume that I have no idea what I'm doing or, you know, um, even, I mean, honestly, even at first my family, when I first got into it, there was a lot of hesitation that I really knew what I was doing until after I started to prove myself, but, and after I got better really. Um, but it can, it can be, it can feel um, a little lonely, I would say. And, um, but having like meeting people, especially meeting people on Instagram that are women who are doing what I'm doing, moms who are doing what I'm doing, like that has been amazing. I mean, it's, it's just, you feel part of a community that understands and that can relate to your experience. So that's been, it's been pretty incredible. Yeah, I personally uh, have been, I guess, grateful for uh, the community on Instagram and and being able to see especially other women makers. Um, I think that we all kind of help inspire each other to keep pushing yes. forward. Yeah. That's one of my biggest motivations for going to Workbench Conference next year is I just want to meet more people like me that I can connect with and that I could, you know, maybe partner with at some point. And, you know, it's just having, it's almost like having a team, having that camaraderie, it enriches the experience. Yes, absolutely. And there were so many more women there this year. Um, 
that was definitely an amazing part of it as well. Um, so hopefully next year uh, we'll have even more. Yeah. Um, so what would you like your uh, kids to learn from watching you be a maker um, and, and eventually entrepreneur, you know, as you go into making this into a business? Yeah, you know, I really just want them to know that anything that they can imagine that they can create. And that's why, like, we've done that. We're, we're done with the nursery. So we're going to move on and redo my son's room. And I'm going to make sure to let him help design and come up with fun and creative ideas and then see that come to life to know that anything that he can imagine can be a reality if he just, you know, has the tenacity and the drive to make it happen. And, and, you know, even with the same um, type of thinking, I think can be related to uh, creating a business. So if I can envision and see this business in my mind and then make it a reality, it's the same lesson there. And that's, that's really what I would want anyone who would follow my journey to learn as well. It's just that Anything that you can imagine, you can create. Exactly. Now, I think you might be at risk for creating an entire indoor play structure in your son's room. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Yeah, I know uh, uh, our son would definitely love something like that in his room as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um. What would be your advice to a mom who wants to tackle a new skill, such as making or DIY, um, and is hesitant to get started? I would say, for me, as a visual learner, that YouTube makes you confident. (laughs) There's so much I've learned just from watching other people do it, and from watching... um, from watching like videos, tutorials, like there, there's, you can learn anything. And, you know, in this digital age where information is available and it's free and that's, what's crazy. It's like, there's so much you can learn for free. So I'd say learn as much as you can, um, start small and then think outside the box. And also you'd be surprised how many people like that you may follow, um, on Instagram or something like that, that will respond to your questions. If you have something specific that you've not been able to find the answer to, there are so many people out there that really just want to help and really honestly just want you to grow. So, um, don't be afraid to ask the worst that can happen is that you don't get a response and then ask someone else. Somebody will answer your question. No, exactly. Yeah, I agree. The the maker uh, and woodworker community on Instagram is great. That Most of them are willing, more than willing to share with you how they do something. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't, there's none of that, um, I, you know, I made something cool. I want to keep it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. you know, there's so much mm-hmm. information share and, you know, we just, it just seems we all want to build each other up and inspire each other and everybody just making pretty, you know, awesome stuff. So, yep, exactly. Okay, Alicia. Well, how can people find out more about you? Where can people go uh, to find you? 
Right now I've been focusing on Instagram and YouTube. So on Instagram, my name is underscore Alicia. That's A-L-I-C-I-A dot Jackson. Um, and then there's a link in my bio to my YouTube channel, but it's Alicia Jackson on YouTube. And that's um, where I put all of my tutorials and, and um, videos of the, of everything I make and yep. And I'll keep posting and, and hopefully awesome. inspire a lot more people. Yeah. And I'll make sure to include links to all of that in the show notes as well. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alicia, for taking the time to talk with me today. I wish you the best of luck welcoming number two into your family <laughs> and wish you a, a speedy recovery as well after all of the birthing that happens with bringing in you um so yeah so thank you so much perfect thank you i appreciate it yeah what a great interview with alicia um i encourage you all to go check out her youtube page and her tutorials follow along with her on instagram and of course uh, we all can't wait to see that new little cutie pie uh, who is soon on their way. I will include all the ways to find Alicia in the show notes. You can go to www.makermompodcast.com. And a quick reminder again that for right now, that will take you to the homepage of Freeman Furnishings. But all you need to do is hit podcast in the upper left-hand corner. And that will take you right to show notes. So you can click on the links embedded there so you can follow along with Alicia. All right. And until next week, I will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. 